Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. I was laying in bed, like thinking like, oh man, if Lil wins this game, I ain't sleeping, you know, because I got to be at work at like, you know, 930. But uh, I want to listen to your <laughs> show today, but um, it was just me. So I work with three people. I work with me and mom and Crystal. And mom is, of course, mom. And, uh, you know, she is the boss and the boss isn't there. So I, you know, it was like, normally, like, you know, I'd be like, oh, like, if she was there, I'd just be like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to like, you know, like put my headphones on and listen to the, you know, Mike Rutherford, you know, and Trevor Kelsey show here. But, um, but I, I, I couldn't be like, hey, Crystal, look, nepotism. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> look what I can so what do. do. Yeah. So what do you guys, what do, you, what do y'all guys do for a living? You, uh, you live in Cincinnati? Uh, did I, uh, am I guessing that right or something? No, or? I am in Newport, Kentucky. So I'm right in across Baltimore. the river. In Bowen, is it? You ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 57. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. Man, we are almost as old as my dad is today. My dad is 65. He is a senior citizen today. Uh, shout out to my uh, loving father, Rick Rand. Uh, March 10th, 1957, the day he was born. Um, so 57, there we go. Let's circle well, there back. there you go. There's let's, the let, 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 Let's circle back. Happy birthday to Rick Rand. Well, we're going to get right to our guest today. We've had a lot of guests lately, and it's awesome. I've been loving it. But uh, we have with us today from Big X Sports Radio 1450 WXVW 96.1 in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, their operations manager of the station. He's also part of the Mike Rutherford Show, which is one of the biggest University of Louisville sports talk shows out there. And we are joined by Trevor Kelsey. Trevor, welcome to the Brain Buster Boys. Happy birthday, Rick Rand. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, I'm here. I'm just that I'm here for the party. I saw the balloons out front. <laughs> I said, Fuck it, let's go. It is a party. It is a party. And we've got a lot, we've got a loaded dynamite to discuss from last night. We were just talking a little bit off air about all the crazy shit that happened on it. And then at the end, we are going to talk a little. Louisville basketball, unfortunately, coming off uh, probably the worst season of our lives that I can yeah, remember. What was described in the promotional tweet? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And with no, a big, it was the worst season of our lives. Anyone yeah. who was alive to have a season worse than that is barely is too old to remember it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and then a coaching change on the horizons. So we'll be getting into all that. Uh, but Bo, I know you being you live in Louisville, so I can't really listen to their show, but you've been listening to it. I know you used to write for Card Chronicle, Mike's, Mike Rutherford's website, but I know you listen to their show and you're like, yeah, this guy, Trevor Kelsey, he's a big AEW fan. We should try and get him on the show. I know, I did. Yes, yes, I did. And, um, you know, I wrote for Card Chronicle back, I think, oh, Lord, what season was it? Um, Oh, no, it was the two and 10 season building. Whenever we played Alabama to Because I said, I literally wrote an article on Card Chronicle. That was 18. Oh, yeah. I, I literally wrote an article on Card Chronicle that said I would eat a shoe if we beat Alabama. 
that was a funny, funny article for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would have eaten a shoe too. <laughs> but um, but no, I you know, as I've like gone on my commute from Louisville to Carrollton, you know, um, particularly in the afternoons, uh, I've tuned into you guys. And then when I heard Trevor mention, oh yeah, I stayed up until 4 a.m. to watch New Japan Professional Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom, I was like, yep, our show. That's you know, what I like love, to hear. Yeah. Love Wrestle Kingdom. I, I, oh. I, I wish I could say I'm, I, I watch New Japan strong every week. I do sometimes miss it, but I do still have a New Japan World uh, membership. I do oh, pay yeah. for it. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch as much strong as I'd like to either, because I watch pro wrestling. Noah, I've been getting into Stardom a little bit. Oh, um, Stardom's good. Oh yeah, they've been killing it this year. Yeah. Oh, his like so kind of about our show. I'm like the diehard wrestling he, fan. He, he's he, like you, and I'm yeah. like Mike. You know, and he I kind of like dragged him in. I'm like, you know, we talked about po- doing a podcast, and I'm like, well, are you interested in a wrestling podcast? Because I know he liked Attitude Era and whatnot. Yeah, and, 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 and I did, yeah. and I learned how to do like a lot of audio editing uh, in grad school. I went to grad school for creative writing, and um, you know, just kind of like cross pollinated with uh, a lot of the like um, like media arts, like audio people, and then you know, I've always been a music guy, cool. so you know, so it he just has kinda, the, all those skills, yeah. so it's kind of a perfect complement. But um, so he's definitely seen a little bit of New Japan. We've watched. I well, showed him Omega I, Okada one, which is uh, what changed he, he's, changed my life. <laughs> Yeah, no, man. I, I yeah, I can I can tell you that here in a second. But yeah, he, he's definitely more than Mike Rutherford. If he's all Rutherford knows when it comes to wrestling, he's just asking if Gangrel showed up, <laughs> which oh, he man. did at f- the first show you that we covered, Full Gear Twenty Twenty. Gangrel wow. did yeah. show up, and he was on the uh, the the Hardy uh, Compound. That's right. Yeah, yeah. actually, oh, is that he? Was, yeah, that was our first episode that we did november of 2020 and remember we put my live reaction we have like a zoo we had a zoom mic rolling during us watching that show and i absolutely lost it when gangrel came out because obviously that was like a huge surprise um i don't think i've seen him on tv since the luna bashan uh dark side of the ring since then though oh uh, yeah promotions he but, was uh, he was very adamant on that little being an ex husband of hers. So. Yeah, and Edge did the Gangrel entrance a few times last yeah. year. I, I don't know if I I dabble in WWE. I don't watch too too much of it anymore because there's a lot better stuff out there. But the Edge Seth yeah. Rollins feud last year was awesome. So I try to watch some of the matches uh, in a vacuum because I can enjoy them. Even though even though still even doing that, I get disappointed with a good 20 minute match ending in a dusty finish of some kind, whether, you know, a, a DQ or whatever. But I, for the most part, I really haven't really watched raw. I went to the Royal rumble in St. Louis. Oh, uh, oh, I, yeah. 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 I kind of did. I kind of did that just because I wanted to mark it on my bucket list of, you know, being to go to it. But the, uh, I really haven't watched much raw or more of the pay, most of the pay-per-views myself. Like honestly, in like a couple of years, I, now that said, I do listen to, uh, other podcasts reviews each week of Raw and SmackDown and Paper So I I stay kind of up to date and current You're with storylines. Yes. Yeah. And, who, and who's getting pushes and what's going on. But when it comes to actually watching mm-hmm. it, I'm AEW 100% and then New Japan and uh, occasional stardom show, um, some impact mm-hmm. stuff I'll watch a little bit. We were uh, actually maybe in the future Ring of Honor. We were in Louisville last, so I came down last week. We went to Impact Sacrifice at Paris Town Hall. The, I am jealous of you. I yeah. wanted to go to that. I, I had to be out of town this weekend, 
Uh, but other, if not, I was going to, I had some friends that went to it, him and his girlfriend went to it. And um, he knows I'm a huge Jay White fan. Oh. He actually, he actually hates Jay White, like despises him. And not like good, like he has like go away, Jay White. Like, oh, you know, he, he, really? And uh, yeah, he just doesn't like him. It's not his, I don't know why he just doesn't. And, and um, he's got go away heat with me. Yeah, that was the whole reason I was going to. I would tell him I was jealous because I wanted to go to the show just to see the Jay White match as well. Which is is, is excellent. Both can attest, I lost my mind. Like we were, we were on camera big time. Uh, Was that when we were on camera? Nice. It was such a small venue, and we were like right next to the ramps. So just to be that close to him was like I was taking so many pictures, and then the match itself was amazing. And like I was just up on my feet. We were starting chants the whole time. Uh, who did he wrestle? Remind, can you remind Al- me? I know it was a decent Alex Shelley, who I didn't, from which I didn't realize yeah. initially was like his mentor in Japan for a while when he was a young lion and he lived with Alex Shelley for a couple years. So there was a lot of history there and they had a banger of a match. But um, yeah, that was that show was a ton of fun. We actually we put out an episode just a couple of days ago reviewing that and revolution with our two buddies that actually flew in from the Northeast for the show. Oh, um, wow. Guys we'd met through podcasting over the last year plus yep. and had never met in person. So uh, they came in for it. It was one of their birthdays and we had an absolute cool. blast. Well, that yeah. sounds like a fun, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's like a fun little time. Yes, it, oh, was. it was. excellent. M- most definitely. And to cap it with that amazing revolution show, I'm guessing, did you get a chance awesome. to watch it? Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I luckily, uh, I made, I mean, I worked my schedule around to where I'd be getting back on Sunday afternoon so I could get back for it. Uh, even if I hadn't, I was, I was ordering it and recording it and I would watch it you know, whenever, but I luckily got back in time to, uh, to watch it. And I've actually, we watched it again a little bit on Monday because I'm so sleepy kind of on Sunday night, wanting to go back and rewatch some of the, because I saw the map, I mean, from start to finish, I mean, not to sound hyperbolic, but I mean, just like, I feel like every, and then there's only four a year, but it's like every pay per view they do, it's just like, oh, this was the best, especially you know, non-pandemic ones. The last like, three have been incredible. It's like this is the best one we've seen. Yeah. I think I'm saying that every time. Yeah, I, I have definitely. Because, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I hate doing that because it feels like you know, on Twitter and on social media, that's like the, 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 the you know the trend to do is everything's the greatest since it happens. And but for this, I almost feel like it's true. It's like they just finally constantly find a way to the to, to top themselves and. I mean, I don't, I'm looking forward. I'm actually, I'm looking, I haven't bought my tickets, but probably will. I'm going to go to Double or Nothing and take myself in Vegas in May. Wow. Nice. I I thought, I I thought about really going down to Orlando for this one, but I kind of, I'm kind of hoping to save myself for the, uh, the Kenny Omega return, which uh, I'm banking on it being him being back by May, I'm hoping. So, yeah, it could well happen. And I mean, they had Don Callis, Dan Callis, as we call him. On the pre-show, coming out to Kenny's music and talking yep. shit and talking shit about Adam Cole. So, yeah, I, I said double or nothing at the earliest, which I think, or like right before it. Um, you know, they oh, could, yeah, 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 yeah. They could do like Kenny and the Bucks against Cole and Red Dragon, although Cole last night may be going for the AEW World Championship again. We don't, you know, that he kind of came out and said, you know, you got lucky. It was a fluke win, Hangman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we have the six-man coming up next week, which will be fun. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's incredible the quality of the, th- the last three pay-per-views especially. But even Double or Nothing of last year, the first one with fans back, it's just like 
I just sometimes I just can't understand how people prefer WWE. It's like I don't want to shit on it, and I know there's great stuff, but like, but it's shit. Watch the last few pay per views <laughs> of theirs compared to these, and it's like literally different planets. But uh, well, and it's not anything. Per- I don't know. I mean, at least for me, I can't. I don't speak for you guys. I'm AM, but like for me, like when I you know, when I shit on WWE, I'm really not shitting on like the performers or the wrestlers because I oh, know yeah. how well. Not maybe I can't speak for all of them. I'm really not. A, I'm, there's some that I, that I am shitting on, but <laughs> there's a lot of them I'm not. Like you know, you're you know, you're Seth Rollins slash Tyler Blacks and you know guys like that who are you know even even Roman Reigns. You know, I mean, I've come to enjoy over the years. Kevin Owens, degrees. Kevin yeah. Owens, been yeah, one of my favorite guys. Yeah, Sami Zayn, one of my one of my all time favorites actually, who because of his in ring work and Cesaro, who's now a free agent. Yep, I'm so hoping he'll show up in AEW because I love watching him as a worker. Yeah. Um, yeah, just guys like yeah. It's, I, I don't. I mean, it's not their fault. I mean, they're they're doing what they're told. They're doing, you know, Ricochet, another one. You know, basically almost all of the main event roster. Yeah. Uh, they get stuck there. Uh, these are guys that are just great workers, and just, I mean, they could do so much more. But I mean, they're just they're they're limited. I mean, it, is it, is. it is what it is. Exactly. So it's nothing. It's really mostly just we're pissing on Vince and, yeah. and Bruce Prichard, yeah. I think. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, Vince, and fuck you, Bruce. Bruce yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I guess we're never going on their podcast, right, Bruce? I mean. <laughs> so we've had we actually had carrot. So we have like a narrative storyline in our podcast. We do. Yeah, yeah. kind of go back and forth. So we've been out of it for now, but we had characters play Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard and Triple yeah. H. And like, we like, were actually quote unquote empl- employed by them for a while, and they uh, and they manipulated our entire like you know format of our podcast. Like we had a we have a segment called "If You Recall" that's like look up a look back in an old match, and Vince was like, "Oh, you know, it'd be great change it to Total Recall." No one's ever thought of that. Like, no one's ever thought of that ever. <laughs> and then it ended yeah. with uh, Vince running, almost running us off the road in a raw production truck as we were headed to Atlanta to beg Ted Turner for our jobs back. And this Owen sounds like up- an attitude error. Yeah. This sounds like Vince Russo in there somewhere, yeah. uh, bro. Not yet, <laughs> but uh, and Bo ended up having to put Vince McMahon in a sharpshooter while I yeah. confronted Ted Turner. It was crazy stuff. Uh, I don't know how my legs did. I don't know how my legs did it, but they did. But we we actually we had our guy who plays Vince uh, review Survivor Series '98 with us a few like a couple nice. months ago, which is like one of the best Vince McMahon per- heel performances from beginning to end. And that was a ton of fun just having our Vince character in character for like 90 minutes reviewing this show. So uh, I'm going to have to give you guys, I'm going to give you a little bit of full disclosure about my, about swimming with wrestling. And, and you mentioning earlier showing him the Omega and um, match from Wrestle Kingdom, which got uh, Bo hooked. Mm-hmm. I actually, I, I obviously grew up uh, huge wrestling in the 80s and um, going to the point where I'm some of my early memories or going actually up to Lexington and watching uh, uh, the Poppos up there with my uncle who was a UK student at the time. So going up there and even, you know, going to the little gardens and watching WrestleMania three, you know, it's closed circuit. You could oh, wow. It. Oh, yeah. wow. That's, that's really <laughs> cool. And, and the first pay-per-view I actually got to get at home was WrestleMania six. And then okay. therefore, but and then mid nineties, I kind of faded a little bit. Um, focused more on, um, getting laid than I did wrestling as a teenager. <laughs> uh, I should have, in hindsight, should have just stuck with wrestling. It would have been more successful. But uh, I did I did get back into wrestling, mostly with the NWO in the, in the mid-90s. Sure. Really didn't, and it, 
And then the end of the Attitude Era, I was into, but I was more into I was more WCW than, WC, than WWF uh, um, in that um, kind of early Attitude Era days. Um, Trevor, did and you go to around, did you go to 1999 WCW Uncensored at Freedom Hall? I did not. I did uh, see, not. That, 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 that was the one wrestling event I had been to until yeah. we started this podcast. You know, I I, I went when I was. I'd like, only done house shows. Yeah. We yeah, reviewed the first, the Hogan Flair first blood cage match from that show, which had so much blood, and they didn't stop. Like it was such a, they was fucked it, it up big time, <laughs> and it was that was a fun one to go back and laugh about. And, see, sure. and that and that's the thing. Like once the WCW really about ninety eight ish, late ninety eight, NWA kind of run its course. Uh, I I dabbled in the Attitude Era of the ninety nine two thousand, but I did hardcore watch it. And then full disclosures, wrestling fans hopefully don't uh, kick me off this right away and you'll hang up on me. But uh, around 2001, between 2001, really, and 2000, the, uh, the WB Network in 2013, I didn't watch any wrestling at all. Okay. Uh, I, bear, I mean, I, I mean when, when I got back into it, I was, when the launching of the network really is what brought me back into wrestling. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, cool. You know, I can watch all these old shows from the eighties and nineties. I love everything. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, yeah. 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 And I mean, stuff that I, yeah, as I loved as a kid, that's the reason I got the network in 2013, March of 13. And of course the, the WrestleMania was on there and I watched it and I had no idea. Who, I really didn't know who Daniel Bryan was at that time. I didn't, I'll be honest, the shield was there. I couldn't, the life of me, Tell the who which one was Rollins and which one was was uh, uh, Reigns. They looked alike to me. I was like I couldn't tell the two apart, and I didn't know a lot. You know, I knew Triple H and some people, but I was so wet behind the ears watching it. And right away, I was in love with Daniel Bryan at the Triple H Bryan open oh, match. I mean, un- that, unbelievable! I was I was hooked on him right away. Yeah. Uh, but the, the long to, to kind of quicken it up uh, after that, I got back into WWE real heavily. And started watching Raws and you know I didn't watch Smackdowns because at that time they were just recording anyway. But I was watching uh, watching Raw every week. I was starting to get in really to WWE for about a year, and after about a year, I started already getting kind of uh, kind of worn out. <laughs> and thankfully, thankfully that was the day I found New Japan on Access TV. Yeah. Um, late late like late 2013, I was like I found that on there randomly. It was an old wow. um, uh, you know G. It was an old. Um, the uh, G4 match, uh, tournament match, and I was hooked. I was like, like I'd, I'd seen a whole new world of wrestling that you know I'd never seen before. Like, yeah. you know, I'm growing up all my WWE days. Like seeing that, like I still have always stuck with WWE and I kept watching it, just less and less here and there. But and to the point where, like I said a couple years ago, I stopped a little bit more. But like that was my whole new meeting, seeing New Japan, and like you talked about with showing that to him, like that rejuvenated my entire love and took my love of wrestling to like eight-year-old trevor days again i couldn't only way couldn't agree more uh the first one i saw was actually 2016 wrestle kingdom it was aj styles and jinsuke nakamura oh that's awesome. happened to be like yeah. awake you know in my bed in the morning and scrolling through facebook on my phone and someone had posted it and i'm like i've heard of these guys but i've never seen mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and i watched it just on my fucking telephone as we would say in my bed <laughs> and was just blown away i'm like holy shit and then didn't really watch any until wrestle kingdom 11 when every dave Meltzer and everyone's like okay okada and omega just had the best match of all time and i'm like yeah right and then i watched it i'm like yep it probably is so good. and then they topped yeah. it twice um 
but yeah, then that's when I started getting hooked was 2017 and watching all the old stuff. And then interestingly enough, I really started walking away from WWE WrestleMania 2018, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles again. And they, it was just such an average match. And it's just like, are you kidding me? Like we've already seen what these guys could do. And this is what you throw out. And then that was also interestingly enough, Reigns Lesnar again in the main event. Um, so it, yeah, that, and then by SummerSlam of that year, I was out. So, and again, now I just kind of dabble here and there, you know, there's some good stuff every once in a while, but yeah. there's just so much other yeah. good wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And for those that don't know, they're, they're big AW fans that maybe they're just getting in with, with AW in a new fan. Like if you go back, especially with, with the network, we had, you know, the early NXT days, um, and this was in like in around 2014. So I started watching that on the network. This is when I guess Bo Dallas was still the champion. He, just, yep. he, he took it from Big E and Big E went to the main roster. So Bo Dallas was champion. And NXT, you know, is now, I mean, like that's why I love AEW. So AEW is almost like what just NXT was from like 2014 to like 17, 18, roughly. Yeah. Before Vince got more into it and it got, you know, it got more popular. You know, it was it was kind of what AEW is now, and I mean, even some of the other guys that are you know obviously in AEW were in NXT. Yep. Um, but you had like when Nakamura debuted in WWE and he had an awesome match with Sami Zayn on the Takeover. Unreal. Like I was like so excited, and then who's in, who was who's going to know that that was the peak of my Nakamura WWE days? But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once he got to the main roster, of course. I was all over. Yeah. Figure. I'm just waiting for him to go back to New Japan and Kushida. I don't think he is. No, I, I, he's come out here reviews. Yeah, he's 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 in his age. He, he's a big surfer guy, so I yep. love being in Orlando and making a lot he's of probably money. Made, yep, he's he's and his legacy is set no matter what. So I think he's one of those guys that probably won't. We probably won't ever see leave WWE. Probably Kevin Owens is right there with him. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins probably obviously Roman. Um, more likely, um, who am I thinking? Sami Zayn, who just I think is he just resigned as well. So yeah, he and Owens both. And you can't blame them. They've got families. No, I mean, they're getting offered, no. you know, three million dollars a year, and so I mean, I, you know, can't blame them at all. Well, sure. I would love to see one more New Japan run from Nakamura. And speaking of one more run, and I'm going to segue us into Dynamite. We get our final run of the Hardy Boys here as Jeff Hardy debuts. <laughs> Typically, yeah. we kind of go chronologically, but let's just start there. How? Let's start there. Um, let's splash in the middle. Cannonball. Yeah. So, you know, the Hardy family, or the AHFO, excuse me, had their board meeting last night. And I, I love me some Jose, the assistant. Big fan of that guy. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they did the classic like evolution when uh, they turned on Randy Orton, how they had private party. He's like, my guys won't, t- you know, won't let me down. And, you know, they had the thumbs up for so long and you knew exactly what was going to happen. Like I was watching yeah. with a friend last night and I'm like, this guy's, they're going to attack him and his brother's going to come out. But they, of course, kind of delayed it, delayed it, delayed it. But, you know, they're a- and they had to add Sting and Darby, I guess, because of the numbers. It, it, it would be kind of not make sense to have even two guys beat up six. Well, yeah. well, and, and, and that's a fun group to have together, too. Like Sting, Darby, and the Hardy brothers, you know. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and then, you know, Jeff's music hit. Yeah, it's now three on – or two on six, really, because Matt was already beat down. Jeff's music hits the classic WWE theme that he had, which was cool that they got that. He's doing his dancing thing and putting even a little more into it than he usually would. 
Um, and he comes down and he looks great and he looks rejuvenated and he and Matt share a hug. And I loved Darby Allen's reaction, just like, just dead staring at him. Like what the hell just happened? So I'm wondering if there may be. I did have a beef beef with him doing the dancer thing. What's that? I didn't mean to interrupt. I said, I did have a beef. I did have a beef with him doing the dancing thing Uh because that, that was, that was WWE. Like that was like, there was, there was an NXT a couple a long while back where like, uh, some baby face was getting beat down and like Rhea Ripley was coming to the save and she comes out and she does her whole like, you know, dance thing and takes like 20 seconds where she gets down to the save yeah. the baby face. I know it was a quick dance thing, but if I'm just, that was the only thing that kind of bugged me with this intro was that like, it's like, just run straight down there. You didn't yeah. need to like do your, when do he your did dance. It. Like, your brother's getting the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> he did it even <laughs> more so too. Like he was like really throwing it in there as uh-huh. well. I agree. But uh, a great moment indeed. And I have a question for you guys. Do we believe that the Hardy Boys will win the AEW World Tag Team Championships at some point? I'll let you yell at Boga first and send some to guess. Oh, boy. Um, and I, it's I get, such I'm, a loaded tag team division. It's all right. So uh, I'm going to play a game of not before. Um, Let's hear it. Not before the acclaimed. Oh, interesting. Not before really? top flight, uh, or I guess like I'm saying, like they're go- like they will probably be before them. So I guess before. So like cross the knot there. there. Probably mm-hmm. before the acclaimed. Probably before top ah. flight. Probably before I'm trying to think. FTR may win it again. Gets it again. So, I, so I guess I, what I, you're I, saying I, is, yeah. you think they will win them at some point. I, 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 I would say like probably. You know, like, like, like they're in the best position because I think Bucks are about to do some shit with Hangman. So, and Red Dragon. I've always thought that Red Dragon would be the next champs, and I actually picked them at Revolution. But Trevor, what do you think? Will the Hardy Boys win the AEW World Tag Team Championship at any point? I think it will. Yes, I think they will. Um, I think it isn't going to be soon. Um, like you just said, I think with the Bucks and Red Dragon, I think that's coming towards what's going to be probably a year plus storyline between the elite uh, bullet club and, uh, and uh, what's, I guess you call undisputed air. Yeah. Whatever uh, they're going to be called. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be their building for when Omega comes back for that. I think that'll start probably around double or nothing, maybe with that view. And that field probably go in a year, maybe even longer knowing AEW. So um, I think with those two out of the, with that out of the picture. And I think right now, I think FTR looks like they're going to feud a little bit with one of the bucks or, uh, Red Dragon as well as from last night's uh, mm. angle. I think, that, but the, I, I always I don't think it'll be anytime soon. Is the point is that with with the Jurassic with baby them being baby faces, the Hardys will not be baby faces. I wore. I know AW doesn't like to stick to baby faces, he'll black and white, but there's got to be a heel team that's in, that takes it off Jungle Boy. The jun- that's why I thought Red, yeah. Red Dragon initially, but but but, yeah, but, 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 but AW's had some baby faces take some like belts off, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Jurassic they, Express just did against the Lucha yeah, Brothers. Granted, yeah. that could have been due to Phoenix's injury. I mean, we've talked that, about maybe and, they and, called and, that and, audible. And, but and, and that TNT title that's like ping-ponged lately, you know? Yeah. And the original tag team switched, uh, you know, uh, SCU was for baby yeah. faces and lost to um, uh, Omega and uh, Hangman. And Hangman, who yep. were baby faces. So, so let's, I mean, they, they, they have done baby face, baby face, but I think – if I had to guess, I'm not booking it. I don't. I don't do the love of booking. Obviously, Tony hasn't called me recently. Not yet. But I would think I'm not yet. 
but I, I would I would maybe if maybe have FTR at some point take the belts off of, of Jurassic and then have maybe the Hardys take it off FTR. Okay. I can so see I, doing that. And then yeah. I think they will the Hardys will win them at some point, but I do want to bring up a team that should be mentioned that we haven't mentioned, and maybe this will kick us back to the beginning of the show, but Santana and Ortiz still have yet yet to win the tag titles. They've been there since day one of Dynamite, at least. Uh, Now, kind of uh, seemingly big baby faces aligned with Eddie Kingston. We think that's where this is all headed now with uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Or Jazz. Um, Thumbs up or down on that one. I mean, do we like that? I'm kind of. I like it, but I don't like the name. I I hate the name too, but like, I'm glad like, like, like Chris Jericho has just been kind of like, you know, he's better than like the C story that they've been giving him, I think. And I think he's been given like, so. and and another thing I think like, like Eddie Kingston's like, oh, it's my biggest match ever. And like, like I said, um, in our specifically devoid podcast, like, did we forget his title match against John Moxley, which is like one of the first AEW yeah. matches I watched? Yeah, you know, like I no, feel like everyone that, that, conveniently that, that, forgets that, was that pandemic one. Show, Bo. Yeah, doesn't matter. It was definitely his biggest that. win, you know, at Revolution. Oh, of course, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, his yeah. biggest win. But well, then let's let's talk a bit. Let's dig into this. So I did like it because I'm a huge fan of 2.0. I think those guys are so funny in everything they do. Like Matt Lee has the facial expression. You want to taste that? You want to taste? Like, I think those guys are great. So anything to shine a spotlight on them, I'm for. Daniel Garcia, too. Like, he's kind of the Sammy Guevara of the the initial inner circle. You you need to get out of my head, dude. You were, (laughs) I mean, I swear you were in there all last night. And if you are, you might want to want to cover yourself up. There's some dirty shit in there. I, I thought the exact same thing. Like, yeah. Like the transition from from even 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 Ortiz and, and uh, two point uh, taking that role. Yeah. You know, I know they were more popular with LAX. So I knew them from LAX a little bit yep. before they got there. But like, yeah, that's kind of them. And obviously, you know, Hager's just gonna be hanging out. He looked like he was. Like when he even ran down there, he was like, "What do I do? Dude? Yeah, what am I doing here?" <laughs> So, yeah, I think exactly what they're doing. It's been now three years for Inner Circle, which, for the record, when that name was revealed, I was kind of like, I don't hate it, but I don't know how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. It grew on me. Agreed. So maybe this one will, too. Uh, But, yeah, I love – I agree with you 100%. I love 2.0. I really love Daniel Garcia. I think that dude is a star. He's a star. He's got to learn how to do promo, but that's and that's and, and that's why bad. he's with that's why he's with Jericho. But, but a lot like of people in AEW I mean, like, like that, like 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 Jungle Boy, like still can do pro- like like Wardlow sounded like a motivational speaker this week, you know, <laughs> like, like like you so know, like I, a lot of these guys are still having to come into their own, but like with like their voices that like you know Jer- Jericho can tele- like no, yeah, exactly. They've and, never like, been on television before. And, 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 Jer- guys, and Jericho so. can like dial into that character instantly, and these guys are still. Like, like your Jungle Boys and even like your Hangman, you know, like still but like so, on the microphone isn't all the way there yet. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten a it's lot so crazy. Better, but. Yeah. I mean, October, October of 18 is when, you know, AW started. And like originally, like your, your young, like up and coming guys were, you know, your Darby and your Sammy and your and your and your um, Jungle Boy. And, and MJF, like the pillars, I guess yep. you call it. He was missing, it. missing from the show. You know, yeah, um, yes, he, he was. He's been my favorite part. We will get of, into a, that. of AEW the past two months. I don't I think say. that was on accident. That, no. was, that was on purpose. I'm sure. Yeah. 
so like those are important, but now like, and we're here, we are three years later and, you know, those guys are, you know, have gotten to almost a more closer man. I mean, obviously Darby's a star. You say, he's a, you know, now two-time champion, you know, he's, he's up there main eventing jungle boy, so on and so forth. These guys are, and now you look at, that's why I look at it. It's like, now it's here comes our second tier version yep. of kind of our stars to build. And that's Daniel Garcia. That's uh, um, uh, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Martin, uh, Dante. Dante Martin. Uh, yeah, Wheeler Yuda. Other as well. Um, yeah, Hugo, Hugo Luda, um, Wheeler Yuda. The guys like that, that's kind of like your second there. Here comes the second tier version as well. Lee, Hook. Lee Moore. Yeah, Hook, Lee Moore. Yeah, Hook. Hook, great I, love a, I, love, I love how Hook is like the footnote there. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, this is kind of like. But truly, but truly, like, is, you know, yeah. This is the guys in three years, maybe four years, if everything goes right in Courtney AEW, and hopefully it does with their careers. These are the guys in like three or four years now. We're going to see more main in the main event. Hopefully against you know Jungle Boys and so on and so forth. Yep, and we got I'm looking forward to it, man. It's a bright future. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, I thought the execution of the turn was really well done as well because you had Jericho come out, cut the apologetic promo to Kingston. You know, I felt so bad. Yeah. Blah blah blah. I do respect well, you. He holds the hand out. You know, I'm like, is he gonna pull it away? No. And then kick him in the groin. Yeah. And then 2.0 comes out and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. They both have beef with 2.0. So maybe now they're going to team up I'm like, okay, I guess this is where we're going. And then they get beat up. And then here comes Santana and Ortiz, which they're in the mix as well. And the moment, like, I didn't see it coming, but the moment he hit him, like, I'm like, oh fuck, I can't believe it. Like that was a a very well, cool, well-executed turn. Well, and, and to think this stands in stark contrast to what I'll call the pinhead promo. Remember whenever he, like Jericho, had that promo, what was it, about a month ago? Against yeah, 2.0, yeah. Oh, no, it was Yeah, whenever we use the term C-story, we're like, oh, yeah, like Inner Circle yep. is now, like, you know, at that tier of, uh, of you know, narrative relevance with AEW. But, uh, but no, like, you know, like, if anything, that like jockeyed it back up, you know, and and I'm excited, you know, for, at least for the first time in my experience watching AEW to see Hill Jericho. So cool. yeah, it's gonna be great. I mean, we got a little bit of teases of it recently, but yeah, it's gonna be exciting. And speaking, yeah, I think of, we kind of. Oh, that's gonna be the thing. Is I mean, it was. I mean, he kind of knew his heel turn was gonna be coming soon. It was. He, yeah. he kind of gone on his course with Babyface. I uh, did the heel, not Babyface. Now he's gonna be back to heel. He kind of stopped coming, especially with the feud with Eddie Kingston. Yep. It was clear Eddie was the baby face in this, and one of the biggest uh, baby faces in the company, right? yeah, sure. without a doubt. So I, I mean, even, but even though you knew it was coming, I mean, it still was kind of surprised. I thought it was funny because when they did attack, the first thing I kind of thought was it looked like they barely touched Jericho and he like fell and rode into the corner. Yeah, and I was like, that was. I mean, what, I was like, what kind of botch was that? <laughs> I was like, that looks shitty. Yeah. And, then they, and then they they were barely they weren't even like, kicking him. They were like one. I think it was Garcia went over and like knee on his throat by her chest like half-assed it and i'm like yeah jericho's not a you don't have to take him up with uh, kid gloves this guy just got you know half and half on his freaking head yeah he was getting ago. dumped on his head all night <laughs> yeah prior <laughs> so obviously now now it makes more sense in hindsight that that i was thought that that was awfully weird when i first saw it yep yeah well, makes on more sense speaking of young stars you mentioned him dante martin how about the just random title match against hangman here you know it was about an cool. eight minute match yeah it was awesome, you know. Yeah, like I, it was, I, it was great for what it was. Um, it I, reminded I, I, me. I mean, oh, Dante Martin doesn't suck that anything that he's in, you know. Like anything that top flight like touches, like I'm down for. Yeah, you know, big they, top uh, flight yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. 
It reminded me of freaking flyer Hart. miles got a ton of them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of Bret Hart defending against the one, two, three kid in like 93 or 94 on Raw, just like a random young guy against the champ kind of happening out of nowhere. And you know, it wasn't like a classic match by any means, but with the time given, it was solid. Hangman calls him back in, shakes his hands, like, let's do it again. And then we get Adam Cole to come out, and we already kind of talked about that. You know, setting up, you think it was going to be the Young Bucks, but then their promo, they're like, no, if it's Hangman, we want nothing to do with it, which is good continuity there. So we're going to get Adam Cole and Red Dragon against Hangman and Jurassic Express next week, which that trio will be very interesting and fun to watch. Um, and, you know, we'll see, does Adam Cole get another championship match? Um, I've talked a lot on this show how initially when Hangman won, I thought Cole would be the one to take the belt off him, but I didn't think he would get a shot as early as he did. You know, I don't know. Do they do another title match? Like, who who gets the next title shot at the pay-per-view? Yeah. You know, I know CM Punk is a name that's been thrown around. Yeah. Um, MJF, but I feel like MJF and Wardlow are going to be doing that. And, and, and MJF is far off. MJF is like the legit contender, I think. Like, no, MJF is the one, I think, who who... who like I would bet take bet on taking it, it, off. it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Bo. That's that's where my money is. I think it, it, double or nothing probably uh, is where I would do it for. Uh, they made it on. They have done matches like that for TV, but I mean, double or nothing is what uh, I mean. We've got like eight weeks away, roughly. Yeah, it's like the end that. end of May. Yeah, Memorial yeah, it's, Day. It's Memorial Day. Yeah, weekend. So, um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised. Maybe I guess I won the match last night. Or, I don't know if it gets announced on social media. I didn't see. I don't. I'm not on Twitter 24 seven. So because it kind of surprised me because that's the kind of match they usually promote. I mean, that was kind of you mentioned you compared it to a WWE thing. That's like something WWE would do. It's like yeah, oh, here's just, a title match randomly. Yeah, they announced it like two hours before the show or something like that. But yeah, not much really, though. Not much. Yeah, and I mean, not that I was upset because it was a fun match. You know, you did Dante Martin is obviously fun to watch. I like Hangman Page, so it was a fun match to watch and. You know, he put him over it right afterwards, as you mentioned. And the Cole, I expect the Cole to be a rematch at some point. Um, they'll have a singles rematch, and then between that and me thinking MJF takes the title off him at double nothing, I think we do get a CM Punk match. I think we get a, on TV. I mean, and I know that might sound crazy to say, but I mean, we got technically the first. Punk MJF match on TV. We got Moxley and Omega on TV, and we got yeah. both Dan Danielson Hangman yeah, on TV, so, which yeah. both of those were incredible. Now we may end up getting a rematch of it down the line on a pay per view, but I think they'll do Punk and and Page on on television, and and then do MJF to take the title off of them at Double or Nothing. Now, and I agree with both said that he will be in the meantime preoccupied with Warlow, but that's. Sure. I mean, that's eight weeks. He can, that's a program they can do in that span and then, you know, finish it about three weeks before the, the pay-per-view and then set up the angle with with him and, um, and Paige going into the pay-per-view. But, I, you know, that's that's what I would do. But I don't, I'm sure they've got it all planned out already. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. I'm sure they I, do. And I personally do. think Wardlow MJF will be at double or nothing. But <clears throat> you think you hold it? Would you hold it off to all out? You know, maybe, maybe like MJF yeah. winning the belt at all out. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. But again, very exciting. Yeah. And, you know, this show 
was kind of our buddy Azar mentioned like a reshuffling of the deck. Like again, we mentioned off yeah. three factions break up. We get a new debut. We get what we're going to talk about next, which was my favorite part of the show. William Regal with Danielson and Moxley. Michael Adams. Just so much important shit. And we haven't even talked about anything in the main event yet. So, yeah, this show was wild. And, yeah, the William Regal promo, like, we don't really need to talk about the match. It was five minutes. We knew they were going to dominate. Right. It's great. Sorry, J.D. Great. Yeah, it was great seeing those two guys team together. And I'm going to be excited to see it ahead. But, man. The William Regal promo, I thought, was just amazing. Like, the realism, the emotion. You know, he almost broke out into tears at one point. Oh, yeah. Thanking Tony Schiavone for helping him out. And Um, and criticizing his tailor at the same time. Yeah. Classic Michael Adams, you know. (laughs) That was good. Um, But, you know, just him talking about discovering Brian Danielson and training him and about how he was the perfect wrestler and, you know, could be – regal couldn't be that because of the problems he had and then like snickering at moxley about that um he's like you're the most sadistic and the perfect and just it was just so awesome i just loved it so much and you know maybe could these guys win the tag team titles at some point oh shit yeah 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 it's just one forget about it don't you one more team to add to that list because again it seems like you know i'm sure they're not going to be exclusively a tag team but clearly they're together and what did regal say at the end like um uh, something about like watch out or step you know, up or step get stepped on and you will not like the outcome yeah that was it but uh incredible stuff here you guys have anything to add about that uh um, i don't know now that, now that remembering that there's a team i'm starting to think i'm going to change my uh, my predictions of the tag team belt feature i'm thinking i could see maybe them taking the belts off of uh the jungle express and then a hardy boys uh match versus those two would be I mean, it would be fucking awesome. I mean, and then, yeah, I mean, I, God, they have so many damn teams. I don't, yeah, so uh, many amazing <laughs> teams, which yeah. again I'm is, I'm curious how many are going to go to Ring of Honor when this starts up. I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. Well, that's what we talked a little bit about. Like, you know, we don't know what Ring of Honor is exactly going to look like yet, but clearly all these signings that Tony Khan has been making, you know, and the roster's a little bloated. Well, hey, now you have a whole other company where you can start moving people to. So, yeah, I mean, just, incredible stuff on the horizon here but um Mm. yeah it's it's awesome but um so yeah then we had the oh we had the quick thing with the dark order backstage and hangman (laughs) telling them he picked jurassic express so which uh, speaking of people getting relegated ring of honor like like that smells a lot like you know like dark order you know uh you know taking much of a backseat here yeah, um, and I mean, clearly, which is so unfortunate because I loved like the like how the Dark Order were like the misfits and Hank yeah. Man like fit in with the misfits like that whole arc that they did um, until he took the title off Omega, you know. Like I think the Dark Order deserve their due, and I think they're getting a little shafted. Yeah, I mean they're yeah, they're I, so I much fun, I mean, but and, and they're they're so over. To, I mean, especially I think some of them I could see like Angels or. Maybe Ken going to ROH to get a little bit more reps. Yeah. Um, they, 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 I think they really do like Ken and his future. I mean, they've kind of shown that a little bit in the last Absolutely. couple weeks, giving him some matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would, if anything, keep Silvers and, um, and Reynolds on, yep. on the main roster. I mean, those, those guys, and I ain't a Jay, you kind of have to, but 
Yeah. I would keep because those guys are Johnny Hungies are so over with the crowd. These, they're, so, they're, they're a fun tag team to watch. I mean, yeah. Then oh, again, yeah. they could go to Ring of Honor and, and, and that's if they're in Ring of Honor, they got a chance to probably be a champion at some point. For sure. They'll never do an eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that the tell the title yeah. shot they had, what, about a month or so ago on Rampage against Jurassic Express, I thought was an awesome match. Like when those two get cooking and they're doing their te- their tag team moves, it's just so much oh, fun yeah. to watch. And like you said, the crowd is so hot for it. But um, yeah, so interesting to monitor how Hangman and the Dark Order kind of move forward here. But um, then we get a quick Pack versus Wheeler Yuta match, which I thought was funny that Excalibur's like, oh, we've got a bonus match because the AEW world title match did not go 60 minutes. It's like, what? Did you really expect that to go 60 minutes? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I so just thought that was a very <laughs> funny comment. Um <laughs> Anyway, we talked a little bit about this before we hit record. Um, you know, similarly to the Dante Martin Pangman match. Real quick, just, real, before you move on to that, real quick, would you yeah. think that was a shoot or something with that with that adamant? Did or did you think they planned to do that and then make that excuse? Or do you think maybe did something did they go short or something go shorter than they expected? And they were I, like they literally had that match as a backup and that was and they just went with the uh, you know the concept of uh the, the title match, you know. They made that up kind of on the fly. I'm just wondering, was that the whole gimmick to start the show? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was probably planned because then Regal, apparently he came out and apologized today for taking up too much time on his promo. So I'm wondering if they maybe had to cut stuff short on the back end of the show. Right. Um, But anyway, you know, just another young guy against an awesome veteran quick match. You know, Wheeler got some offense in. He's, you know, one of those young guys you mentioned before of this next tier. You know, he hasn't really gotten any wins, but like every time he goes out there on TV, I'm always impressed with the guy. So, yeah. um, yeah. Pat can can certainly make anyone look good. Um, But, you know, not too much to, to write home about here. Um, then we had the backstage promo with Cole and the Bucks and Red Dragon, which you know basically we learned the Bucks want nothing to do with Hangman. Red Dragon. Part of me, part of me when when Cole was doing that, I don't know. I I, I was almost kind of hoping that he was going to say Good Brothers. And they were yeah. going to step out. Of who, who we yeah, saw this was, weekend? You know, yeah, uh, we saw yeah, them yeah, lose, saw them lose the impact. Lose, yeah. Champs. Because I honestly think they, uh, yeah, I think they're going to be. I mean, I think it, they're going to be coming back to AW when we do that. They do that whole storyline with the, obviously, you know, New Japan and, and Bullet Club and stuff. I think that's when Jay White gets more some more time in AW. I think they'll be the team involved because they kind of planted seeds with that. Yeah. I think with them and the Young Bucks before they left. For sure. So yeah, that was kind of part of me. I mean, maybe it was just the drugs. But part of me was just like, ooh, I wonder if the good brother's going to come out. I mean, we've, we've, already, we've, already, we've already seen the inner circle break up. Tony Blanchard's been fired. And yeah. Jeff Hardy has showed up. Like, what the fuck else? I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, yeah, I guess hit we, me with every angle. Yeah, we didn't even mention Tully. Yeah, again, I think we talked oh, about yeah. it off there. But that was just, like, very random and out That was bizarre, nowhere. I thought. Yeah, you know, like, is he going to team up with Arn Anderson again or something like that? Like, now that yeah, Cody's like, gone? Like, like is Arn still with the interview? Yeah. Like, is that Arn, happen? Yeah. Arn mentors FTR. Um, <laughs> and I would, you know, it doesn't – I doubt they're going to go babyface because they already have so many babyface tag teams and – you know, FTR is so much better as heels anyway. They're just so damn good. But yeah, yeah just adding to the intrigue. Um, then next was the AHFO, which we already discussed. Um, 
And then we had Swerve Strickland with Tony Nese, which I know they kind of had their feud in WWE for a bit. Anybody else forget Tony Nese was even <laughs> in AEW? So I, I, I didn't only because I was at the Dynamite Rampage in Atlanta where he actually nice. challenged Sammy Guevara for the TNT yeah. title. And it was a great match. It was awesome. It was. And me and my buddy are like, where the hell is Tony Nese been? <laughs> and, but I don't like, think he's been back since then. Right? I know I mean, no, that's what I've read. It's like gone. I don't think I've seen him on TV since then. But again, it's just the roster's too big. Jay Lethal yep. similarly, like he had the one match. I don't even remember who it was against initially, and then he had the match against Ricky Starks uh, that was Trent, also Trent very Brett, good. Trent, uh, Trent Beretta. Yeah, yeah. He, they, I was going to Trent Beretta. Um, yeah. But so then we have the Wardlow promo, which, Bo, what did you, you called him a motivational speaker? Yeah, he, yeah he's he kind of got a like motivational that. speaker, like kind of youth pastor, you know, or like, like some sort of like a very encouraging voice. So I guess we're going to be building toward like a fight for his um, all elite official image yeah, contract. For sure. You know? And I, again, I mean, we, but, but, but it was nice to see him see. talk. Yeah. It was fun. I thought he did a decent job. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I I'm just, you know, throwing out hypothetical booking as we go along, you know, there's so many ways they can go with everything. Not talking about MJF, excuse me, you know, taking that title of Hangman, and it might be so true, but something they could also do where, you know, we'll talk about the, the TNT title changing hands in a minute, but you know, I could see maybe Wardlow maybe getting that belt and MJF taking it off him and doing that, doing that angle with, with that, with those two and MJF getting his first title in that way instead of going for the big one, but. Uh, Wardlow, uh, I like the promo. I like the way he told the story. You know, kind of gave a backstory to himself, with something we don't have. Agreed. It'll be it'll be fun to see next week with MJF's rebuttal with Gustum will happen. Yep. Yeah, it was great. You know, that's clearly the biggest stage he's had to talk on. You know, especially mm-hmm. in front of the crowd. Like any promo he's had, I feel like it's been backstage typically. Um, but yeah, you know, his talking skills need to be improved but that get that happens with being on tv yeah. more and I, yeah, again yeah. i agree with um, you Tre- like the story he was yeah. telling about his family and oh the for struggle sure yeah. yeah yeah and how he wanted to be a wrestler to provide for them and how max paid him a shitload of money uh i love i mean that's it. all and, we've known for oh. three years i mean we, we, we first saw we first saw warlow beating up a bunch of dude bunch of geeks in a parking lot and then mm-hmm. he shows up with mjf you know three years ago and, and over the last three years all we know is that you know, he, MJF, he's an employee of MJF and not him, and that he needs the money because MJF, you know, threatened him with it, with the, you know, the, the the helping his family out and everything. Right. So that's, you know, him, him giving kind of, you know, taking that full circle and giving us some details to it. Um, I, I like that. Uh, you uh, need uh, to add some depth to that character. Oh, yeah. Deg- a degree of vulnerability uh, made it matter yes. a lot more. Yeah. For sure. Especially and with just, him turning baby face. Yeah. And just the I realism. Love when he, I just want to say I love the, the little the little things like when he came out of the, the babyface tunnel, yeah. And he kind of like stopped. And he looked around like he was confused. Is this right? He's never yeah. He's never come out of the babyface tunnel, which yeah. also surprised me because Jericho came out of that. I looked for oh. that a little bit. Those are things I kind of you know he did come out of the babyface tunnel before that original promo. Yeah, so that was a swerve as well. For sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's Wardlow's world. We're all just living in it, and yeah. uh, very excited to see him on his own unshackled um then we had we have three titles on the line here this is the second with uh jurassic express defeating the acclaimed but did you forget oh your boy qt i I did forget (laughs) (laughs) talking talking about i have a note here with with qt and keith lee i love how they rhyme 
Go ahead. And I, I wrote love how QT. We have a QT lover or hater here. Are we lovers or haters of QT on this? I'm trying to pick up the sarcasm. I, I, I'm, <laughs> amu- I, I'm just amused because um, I, I wrote here love how QT got Paul whited by Keith Lee, but like in a promo. Like, like um, we have this yeah. long running joke where, like, well, what pay per view was it? It was, it was all was, out. It was all out. And we were like, oh man, like, you know, we're building toward the last match. And they were like, oh shit, we still have QT versus Paul White. Yeah. 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 And we just were cracking up. Yeah. And then, like, for Tony Savani's honor. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and then months later, you know, like, we started talking about that match and I just started laughing. Just busted so, out laughing. Yeah. So, so QT's just been kind of a, a, a gag of sorts. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, nothing yeah. against the guy. And I know no, he does no, a hell of no, a lot yeah. backstage and training as well. But his character's obviously just like a big goof. And he kind of is a yeah. downer. But, yeah, especially I like, like with I Keith. Like, I like the character. Well, especially yeah. with Keith Lee right like now. Like, 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 he's being used as a springboard again, you know. So, yeah. Uh, so it's up. But, yeah. QT's, yeah. Tag titles, pretty just standard, solid, fun match. Uh, you know, Caster had the one line about Ooh. him, Jungle Boy never seeing bu- boobs and having no pubes, and Anna J tweeted false, which I thought um, was pretty yeah. funny. So, wh- wh- what are... the, the guy's banging Anna J. Yeah. I don't think you can talk trash to him, okay? Dude? Yeah. I, I, would, I would cut off my left foot to have just get her for one night. I mean, come on. It's gorgeous. I'm going to lose it to diabetes anyway, so I might as well have something come out of it. Trevor, she is beautiful. What are your feelings toward the acclaimed? Love the acclaimed. Lo- I mean, uh, I'm a both, huge both fan of Bowens them. in the ring. Yes, both. I mean, uh, I don't know if they're going to be a chance because we've talked about that, but I think I know that. And then Max Castor, I think they've got the originally, I think he was the guy they thought was going to be the singles guy, and I think he can be, but I think Bowens is just as good in the ring. He, the matches he did over the last couple months and the singles matches with Daniel Bryan and others. I really enjoyed uh, Darby Allen as well was in there in that group. And he had one with Moxley uh, as well that I really yeah. liked. So I mean the both of them, I love the rap. I mean, it's one of those you know, you know it's you know it's popular and over when they actually brought out the champions first. Yeah. In a championship match, which is very rare. Yeah, that's and a good call. Stick, and WB will do that, but AEW sticks to tradition for the most part. They just You're right. I didn't I didn't even think rap. about that. That's good, a good, good point. point. And, yeah, and uh, so because 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 his rap, and I thought it was entertaining. I enjoy, I love the rap. I mean, hell, I'll go even if I don't watch a a dark or a, a elevation. If they still do that, I forget. You know, I'll I'll look up his raps on Twitter just to see him when they do matches on there, and because they entertain me so much. Yeah, we're definitely bigger. We're definitely bigger Bowens guys. Oh than yeah, Caster yeah, guys, yeah, but yeah. Caster's definitely grown on me over the last year or so for yeah. sure. Yeah. He is like you know like 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 full transparency. We've been a bit critical of Caster on our uh, on the Brainbuster Boys. More bit. so initially when he first came in, but we've always been well, on Team wrong. Bowens. We've always been on Team Bowens for sure. Well, Bowens is the hype guy. Bowens is the guy. Well, Bowens gets yeah. in the camera and he's like, well, you know, and th- but then but then Caster has to deliver his lines, and he you know like <laughs> that always kind of ki- that kind of kills it for me. But also. I also know this is time to beat. Like, I wish, like, whoever makes that beat would switch it up because it's just, you know, like, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, they could throw like two months of rent worth of me and I will like help you well, out. Well, you got to just, all that's you definitely, is- you definitely are an audio guy, man. <laughs> that is Only the audio people would hear that. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way about some things, but I don't notice it. Yeah. Not but, good um, enough like you are to notice it. But, but, but I will say during the match, um, the acclaimed had like one of their better showings that I've seen a lot of great near falls 
I think, uh, by the acclaimed in this match that kept it very compelling. Yeah, just another yeah, they, damn solid tag team title match. You know, nothing, you know, what I didn't mean, yeah, blow you away, but it was fun and engaging. And, you know, we knew Jurassic Express was going to win. But, yeah, they, they got a few near falls in, which was always good. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but it will happen eventually because that's not to, not to do the WWE trope of every tag. You only have tag teams so they can break up. But you would think that at one point a claim does go their separate ways. Who goes babyface and who goes heel? Yeah. Owens. Bowens has got to go baby face. Yeah, there ain't no way. Like, Caster is just too much, like, you know. Too much of a prick. Too smart. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So, I probably agree. And the next match, which, again, we knew who was going to win, Thunder Rosa versus legit Layla Hirsch. Um, I like Layla Hirsch. By I way. love yeah, Layla yeah, Hirsch. Yeah, but run. I think yeah. knowing the stipulation that the winner was going to face Britt next week in San Antonio, which is where Thunder Rosa lives. And, you know, I think everyone mostly thought Thunder Rosa was going to win the title at Revolution, but she did not. Um, so it seems to be setting up that she's going to win it in San Antonio next week in a steel cage match, which we learned. Um, it's going to be a fun match, but I do yeah. have a beef with the booking. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do too. I do too. Definitely. Yeah. Go ahead. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Like a revolution. Like I, I, yeah, you're right. If anyone was going to take it off for it, it would have been Rosa. And if, if Rosa was not going to take it off for, I had no problem with it. Like in my own little head. You know, I'm thinking, okay, if, if she does beat Rosa, then Rosa can maybe take it, get a rematch come, you know, February at the at the next pay-per-view and a few months down the line do it. But if you're going to do that and then have her take it from her in San Antonio, like, you could have had just Britt wrestle um, uh, Mercedes Martinez at yeah. the pay-per-view instead. Just yep. just kind of sped that, that, that thing up now. Instead, you've got, I don't mean, I don't know what she's doing. She's going to come back as babyface. She's going to challenge Britt if, if she loses. She's she, fighting Jamie Hater this Friday on Rampage. Oh, 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 okay, really? and okay. she's gonna. And, okay, and she'll beat Hater, I'm sure. Uh, and then the, we'll springboard that, and I guess so. I guess she'll go into a program with Britt after Britt drops the title. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't like her losing, her beating her, and then just doing this. I, I'm. Not, I wouldn't. I'm, it's way what, too. Qu- it's way too yeah. quick. It's yeah, a uh, week and a half later, yeah. Yeah, and it's just. So, it's so telegraphed at this point. Yeah, it is. And, and, yeah, like, you, and, and like how it stands in Pell contrast to like. And, and I did not see this match, but like in how this match has been described to me, the last St. Patrick's Day bash match. You know, it's like man, like from what its reputation was described to me, because that's when we were with WWE. It's like yeah. You have all this booking to go back to that, you know. It just kind of, yeah, um, yeah. Well, now they're yeah, going to do a, such a go ahead. Great long story with Rose and her since, like you said, the the, the um the blackout match, yeah, the bloody match, and they, and it's been what almost a year, and I mean, yeah, and they, pretty much yeah, right about just, a year, and, and done such a good job, I thought, with the slow build to it, because that's what they do, yep. just to do this type shit. Agreed. I mean, at yeah. the end, that is. Like having her beat her in San Antonio on, on a dynamite, I'm good with. But then you didn't have to have her in the pay per view. I mean, you could have, and that pay per view was so stacked. Yeah. That I mean, you could have just put, you know, like I said, Mercedes, anybody. I mean, yeah. somebody could have moved up for a quick three week program. And it had to I mean, follow MJF CM Punk too, which oh, yeah. had no yeah, chance of doing. So yeah. I'm totally with you. But you know, I'm sure next week it'll be a great match again. But it will uh, be a good moment. The crowd will be it'll be hugely over, and and maybe we'll forget about it. You know, move on, and, and they'll probably bleed yeah. again since it's in a cage. But uh, oh god, yeah, there'll be blood. I'm sure there will be. But 
in our main event, we get a big surprise with Scorpio Sky defeating Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. And I sure hope he only starts carrying around one fucking belt. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm sick of that oh, shit. God, yeah. So lame. Yeah, and yeah, I couldn't no, yeah. be more thrilled that Sammy lost. We were, Bo and I were talking about this. Like, I've never soured on someone so significantly so quickly. Granted, a lot of it is due to the Ty Conti shit, but less of the, you know, him him proposing on national TV and then breaking yeah. up to go with the... Yeah, that's part of it, but I... Pretty followed, gross, like, yeah. I followed I both thought, on, I thought of that last night, too, when, yeah. when she came out there. I was like, this was six months ago. They did this yeah. whole thing where he's proposing to his It's ridiculous. Well, and yeah, I followed... I, I used to follow both of them on Instagram, and it was so, like, in your... They denied it at first, and then all of a sudden they're in love, and now they have matching tattoos, and it's so annoying. Oh, yeah. And frankly, like... I liked Sammy. Now I really don't. He just really annoys me. He should be a heel. You know, yep. he's got a very punchable face. But like, yeah. I was actively rooting for Scorpio Sky last night. Me too. Me too. Like, like I thought he and deserved was very, it. very surprised and happy he got the W. It's cool seeing Paige Van Zant get involved yeah. and knock yeah. down Ty Conti. So good, that good. seems to be her first match. Good old Scorpio um, season, man. You know, yeah. I take it back to episode three. Um, how real was Sammy's bump? You know, on that table, do you think? Oh, my God, that was insane. Yeah, but do you all think that, like, affected the match? Like, no, I think that was all work. Do you think it was all work? Okay. For sure. Yeah. Be, be, but, I mean, it, it seemed very close to it, though. I, I mean, that was a hell of a Bump, flip yeah. through the table. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, again, I'm, I'm not going to shit on Sammy completely. He's very exciting. He can do a lot of good shit. Um, but I'm just not that into it anymore, and I was glad to see him lose. But yeah. Um, happy for Scorpio Sky to get his moment because I know they've been touting this. For now it's 365 days without a One loss, year. and I don't yeah. even know. Well, they, they've only been touting it for like two weeks. And, so and how many of those of matches were on television? Like one oh, or God, two? Well, yeah. You know, because it was all on dark. So it's like we need to see more of him. And I'm excited. And granted, he might lose with the Wardlow next week, but he still gets his moment. And he's now, I think I saw he's the third person in aew ever to hold two different titles along with kenny and hangman um, yeah. and he's the first to ever have the tnt and the tag team titles so happy for him good for him i love me some ethan page too oh, yeah. he, he was, was like he was, he was crying was, out there with but he, he, he was also very very upset with yeah. ty conti like, like, like it just it just was. must have none of it yeah yeah um, um, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. I mean, I, I mean, I don't. Uh, I get where I get where you guys are coming from because it's weird how you like you propose night with Conti and and uh, and all that and all that stuff. And they they've been yeah flaunting it and bring them out there. So and the announcers just kind of like don't even like like hush hush about the old proposal yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I was, but on that other than that, like I was a little surprised that they they pulled the trigger on it. For I mean, sure. yeah. I, I am I'm with you both. I, I, I am happy to see it for Scorpio Sky. He's so awesome in the ring. I mean, he's he is good on the he's underrated on the mic. I mean, he deserves an individual push. I mean, a year ago he gets the base revolution. He you know the the brass ring that Wardlow just got. And, you know he turns heel and you think he's gonna get this big thing and then they kind of like after like a week or a teaser he's gonna get this push. He gets kind of put back in the tag team. Yep. You know, thing kind of pushed with, aside. Yeah, yeah, where he just was originally. Might as well let you get him like, why do you sleep with SCU or something? I mean, so you know, yeah, he kind of got lost with that. Even though I do love him and Ethan Page both in the ring, but see, uh, I was a little surprised but happy also to see it. And then, and curious. I mean, it's 
Sammy now just dropped it. It wasn't a very long run that he had in the second one, especially. Yeah. What do you do with Sammy Guevara now? I mean, does he? I'm sure he'll do some mix, maybe a mixed match with Scorpio and and and, 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 and Zamp. But I mean, what kind of title run does he? I mean, does he just kind of? He well, doesn't have the inner circle anymore. I well, mean, yep. And he's not with the Jazz. You know, the Jericho yeah. appreciation. Yeah, yeah. Not, no, no jazz. Yeah, no, it, no jazz. It will be intriguing. And last yeah. night was the first time we saw he and Ty Conti together on screen on television. So clearly that's going to become a thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like this. Well, you can be- at least say Ty Conti versus Van Zandt would be better than Van Zandt versus Brandy. One thousand percent. You get that. God, totally I agree. I, I like Cody. I know some people are 50 50 on him. I am a Cody fan. But like, I'm, a, I, I'm a Cody so convert. Like, I'm a Cody convert. <laughs> I like, like, I was never been like so torn when when they, when they left AEW going. Like, I don't want to see Cody go, but I'm really so happy to see Brandy go. So happy to not mean, see her so on my torn. television. Her, yeah. yeah, it's just so annoying. God, <laughs> no one had more failed gimmick attempts in three years than Brandy did. Yeah. Like, I mean, do, do I need to remind everybody of the, the voodoo queen shit from like when she originally started? Oh, with Kong? What? It she was, was cutting, yeah, she was cutting Allie's hair and shit. Yeah, the it was so bad. I don't even remember what it was. Was that the Nightmare Collective? I think is maybe oh, what yeah. they called it. It was, it was awful. So, someone who's trying to argue with still diehard WWE fans to sit out, tell them how AW is better. And you had that, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah, like, I, 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 never, never mind. And, I mean, if, to- if you make Dan Lambert a baby face, you yes. know you're doing something wrong. Out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was getting cheered in that promo. They were, going I know, to yeah, yeah, episode. and and, and our, no and one our, fucking likes her. And our feelings on Dan Lambert have been all across the Richter scale. Yeah, like, like throughout his entire place. time, we've been like, oh yeah, cool, he's here, than annoyed, then you know, yeah. Yeah, um, I'd rather have like him than him. not. He's entertaining yeah. for sure. Yeah, I do. Well, it was a hell he of a show. For me. It was a hell of a show last night. A reshuffling of the deck. Lots yes, on the horizon. Yes. We just talked about it for over an hour and a half, but we got to talk a little Louisville basketball. And I'm going to turn. Oh, you got oh, something? Else? Sour nut. No, you said no. No, 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 no. I was going to say. I was going to say. Well, 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 March Madness is here, which is big for our partners at Manscaped. Not everyone can have a perfect bracket, but you can have the perfect set of balls this tournament season with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have just launched their Ultra Premium Collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. After sweating out the games, make sure you lather up head to toe with this all-in-one skin and hair kit to have your body and balls smelling Final Four fresh. Join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And with our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use the promo code BBB for 20% off and free shipping on all products. This is a Cinderella story you are not going to want to miss. And Brett, let me tell you how that sweet little glass slipper might fit. And it fits because now you can enhance your big dance in the shower with their ultra premium collection with this package, including Manscaped premium deodorant. Nah, not for your balls, for your stanky armpits. This deodorant dries clear, is aluminum free, and smells like your signature scent. Ah, Mm -hmm. hydrating body moisturizer. Have tattoos or issues with dry skin? 
that's designed to keep skin feeling clean, smooth, and smelling fresh. Body wash to lather you up with their infused aloe vera and sea salt sour and sea salt shower gel. Two-in-one shampoo and conditioner to clean your scalp with an easy one step. Plus a free gift, a three-pack set of lip balm that's made up with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. Mm-mm-mm. I can't wait to start using these myself. Yes, and the way you can start using those yourself is get 20% off from free shipping with code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BBB. Make sure you call on Manscaped this tournament season or your bracket won't be the only thing that's busted. And trust me, your balls will thank you. They'll say you're welcome. So we're, me and my buddy was like, what the fuck, man? We, we, we finally get to go to the AEW show. We came and sing Jericho. <laughs> God damn you, Lambert. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, hey, let's uh, shift gears here and talk a little Louisville basketball. And, Bo, I'm going to kick it over to you to conduct uh, this portion as you are. More into it than me right now. Much like the conductor. Well, 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 no, well um, that's a good segue. Speaking of being into it, here, so here's my spiel. I was a huge fan. Um, I guess um, the, some of the first the first game I remember uh, was the 97 Elite Eight, losing to Ed Coda and Brendan Haywood and Anton Jameson and Vince Carter. Um, and I went to Denny Crum's last game um, at the Conference USA Tournament at Freedom Hall where he lost to UAB. You know, UAB. which 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 like to, to to book in with this year, um, you know, I've been like you know like like, like U of L basketball sports wise has just been my thing. Um, I moved to Illinois in 2017 for graduate school. From then until 2020, um, you know, which like obviously then like you know then the Rick Pitino got fired. We had the pageant year, and then we had Chris Mack. So as I've come back, and, and, and then Brett invited me to start this podcast and. You know, my intro, you know, you, you and Mike talk a lot about like disengaged fans and I'm one of them, you know, and I hate, hate, hate to say that because like my dad is like a lifelong fan, like, like he's scared, like, I hate to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like call him that, but he's pretty intense. On to his birthday, game. damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, to watch it's the his game birthday, with. dude. Come and on, you're man. shitting all over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Son, are but, you? Hell, I'm more, I'm way more disengaged than you. But um, but like I, I will say, like last night, like I remember laying in bed and I had like my weighted blanket, which like when I have my weighted blanket on, I'm going to sleep. But like I had the Virginia game on and I like felt things, you know, and uh, and I want to feel things again, you know. I like like I said, I've wrote written articles for Card Chronicle about you, and I, and I've cared a lot before, and uh. Man, it's just uh, it, it's been really difficult, um, you know, and I and, and I know that just kind of speaks just for everyone. Like I know, like Lee, your roommate, Jagger, yeah. uh, you know, expresses it his own way. Like like it's been very difficult for all of for, for to reconcile our relationship with L sports back. Six, eight years ago, whenever, yeah. you know, we were having a party. At my at my buddy's house before the 2013 championship game in the free in the uh, not the Freedom Hall but the Churchill Downs parking lot playing cornhole. Um, so I guess the first thing I want to ask you, Trevor, is yeah. a, a two part question. When did you first notice something was off with I guess this team or U of L basketball in general? And then when did you notice wow. something was really off? 
<laughs> That's a great uh, question. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, well, off, I mean, you go back to the, the day I'm live on the air and Pat Forty tweets out that the Katina Powell's has dropped a book about how we're buying hookers and strippers. And, I mean, that, that, that would be kind of the beginning of the, yeah. uh, if you follow the, the storyline back forth each, sure. each step. But yeah. in terms of this year, the extortion of Dino Gaudio um, with, yeah. with involving Dino Gaudio, I think that's when it kind of really shit started to hit the fan. I mean, obviously. And that, that people, that people don't you, like each other within this team, within this program. <clears throat> Like the, oh, the, the, that, that, uh, that, 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 that there's that there's disdain and in, 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 uh, toxicity. Uh, I think that was probably very noticeable very early within game one against Southern. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. It was a game that, you know, we talked about on Rutherford's show where, you know, not does his team who really didn't, I mean, didn't have time. I mean, they've only been together for a short time because there's so many new faces. That was a question mark going into the game of the season. The fact that, you know, you have all these new faces, you have almost a, a whole new staff. And now you have your head coach, you know, not even there for the first six games because, you know, he's being extorted by the former assistant coach that, you know, and then on top of that, it, it's still the time you have a president and an AD sure. that, you know, are a, a disagreement that AD wants them to stay, thought the suspension was even too harsh, that the president wants them fired. I mean, it's just a complete fucking dumpster fire. It is. I mean, from day one. I mean, and, you know, you're, you got that with, you know, this was a veteran team. That's one thing. You know, they've been together to put them behind the eight ball in the circumstances off the court, but it's not. I mean, it's a veteran team in the in the way that it's all new people together for the most part. I mean, they're veterans. Mike Williams is like fucking older than me. But a poorly managed <laughs> so, <laughs> roster is what I took away from this season. Yeah, like a poorly and built was, and, and managed and constructed roster on, on all levels. I I, I believe. Yeah, there's it's something that the steel, you know, Shrek line is an onion. There's layers and layers. There's not <laughs> one thing you go, well, that's that's the reason why the, the season went downhill, or that's the reason why. I think it was that, 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 that. Like it looks like a fucking chicken pox. You know, it's all over the place. <laughs> dots of reason why, and it all you know started right pretty much at the beginning of the year. I mean, not making the tournament last year, and have because of that, you have to fire the coach, the assistant coaches. Because of that, you get an extortion. Because of that, your coaches now, you know. You know, it's been the first six games with a whole new team, a team that really, yes, wasn't that talented to begin with uh, on top of all that stuff. And, you know, you just it was just a clusterfuck from the beginning. And it's one of those seasons where you just – you hope in maybe 20 years down the line, you know, sorry for the dogs barking, uh, that you just kind of forget about it and just move on. I think the dogs are up just as upset as us. They are. They are. Um, but, 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 but what? But, but what about really off? Are we talking to Paul game? Are we talking uh, Western? You know, like when did you first notice something was like the wheels are coming off here? Alarming. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. I mean, still the Southern game because that's a bad Southern team and they didn't beat them. They looked just lethargic and just not into it. I was uh, the Furman game, even though Furman's a decent team. And in the game that we even talked about on the air, that this is one that you know don't go in expect. This is a team that can beat us, and they did. Yeah, yeah, they, they, know, they, that they, was alarming. And then Furman just I missed mean, the NCAA championship on Chattanooga or the NCAA tournament. Sorry, on Chattanooga's wild yeah. ass buzzer beater. Oh you know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Furman's a solid team, a team that you know we shouldn't lose to, but unfortunately we did. And if you're going to play poorly and be a bad team, you can lose to. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's different. I guess the DePaul game's a good one because. Or even maybe the Western game because that was right after Louisville had just kind of got that 0-4-0 start in the ACC and 
maybe you start to think that things are going to turn around and max back. And then, you know, you get beat by Florida state. You don't know it's going to be as bad as they are, but they are, you know, then you lose to Western. I mean, it, uh, I mean, I, part of me is kind of still glad that we didn't do the Kentucky game, but the other part <laughs> of me is still pissed off because I want to play them. I'm not scared of them, but I'm, I'm Maybe in hindsight, we'd be glad that game got canceled. Oh, yeah. no, no well, Especially I mean, when they beat North Carolina by, like, 40 right after that. It's like, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that's probably for the best. I mean, crazier things have happened. Uh, you mentioned 1998. You know, Kentucky's number four in the country. Louisville's got a losing record. They go in the rough, and, and Alvin Sims dunks all over him, and we beat him. I mean, so, I mean, there's yeah. shit, crazier shit that's going to happen, but I wouldn't have expected it. I think they would probably – Beat us by 25, us being Louisville. But yeah. And then seasons, like, yeah. I'm just, I, I mean, I was disappointed watching the game last night. I'd gotten my hopes up a little bit. I mean, me even too. In a me too. Where, yeah. Even the season in mid January that I'm going, you know, and jokingly tongue in cheek saying, let's get this over with and get this done. Just to still the, 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 the feeling that now it is officially over and done. And the team did show so much heart last night. Yeah. It, it did still. I was still a little sad and still a little I, upset. And I was too. It, yeah. It's a feeling it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I definitely agree. Like, you know, like it, like I knew if we would have like won or taken it to overtime, I would have, I would have had a hard time sleeping. You know, like, like, like they had me emotionally at that point. Um, so okay, let's move on. Coaching search. Um, and of course, as soon as I finish watching that game, I go watch Dynamite. So I mean, that's, that's <laughs> my Wednesday night. Watch. That'll bring like, you back watch, up real quick. I'm bring you back up. Yeah, yeah. it's so weird because I, I watch like half of Dynamite. I, I never start live because I like to go fast forward to some of the commercials. So I like I watch like half of Dynamite and I watch the game and I go back and watch the second half of Dynamite. And I'm like, I'm on an emotional roller coaster over here. What am I doing? I'm like <laughs> a 16 year old girl, I'm crying. I'm laughing. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, I mean, so um, next question, another two folder. Um, Coaching search, most likely oh, top yeah. three, and then your ideal within reason top three. Uh, I'm weird to answer that because from the go, the guys I wanted most are already off the board, Andy Enfield being one and John Beeline being the other. Uh, and I knew neither were probably a possibility, but they were both my number one and two loves. Okay. Beeline being the first. Uh, but possibility, realistically, obviously, I think it's – Pretty clear that, that, that what's been out there, which is Musselman, Kenny Payne, uh, Mick Cronin, who I yeah. fucking despise. Yeah, yeah. M- <laughs> M- um, Mick Cronin's been I... getting the most press lately. Like, yeah, like, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That Mick Cronin's be been good. getting heavy press. You know, like it, to, to do in a wrestling term, Mick Cronin's like my Baron Corbin. Like he's just got go away heat for me. I, I don't want anything to do with him. Uh, I don't. I, even if he's happy, Corbin, I don't give a shit. I don't want him. And so, though, that's probably your big, big three. And realistically. I think it's Kenny Payne. I mean, I, my feelings are split with Kenny. I'd like to know more. I, everything that's, you know, that been pretty much everyone's concern with Kenny is mine as well. But also the the unknown and the mystery of the possible recruiting and maybe bringing in DJ Wagner and and what he can do is, you know, it's still positive. I mean, I'm going to be positive as a little fan, obviously, about it. So. Sure. Yeah, and, and I've seen, like, like, the big push for Mick Cronin this week has, like, also – resulted in at least from what i've read on twitter like a wane on kenny Payne, uh, uh kenny wayne as you will say uh but 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 just like you know pe- people just being like well will, kenny, well will kenny Payne come or not but then now we see this rise of news with mccronan and then what about scott drew like is that bullshit 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Is, is Scott Drew real? Yeah, is Scott Drew real? Here watching him. He's about to lose to Oklahoma right now. I'd have to give it time. Oh, is he? Oh, no shit. Here. Oh, Lord. Yeah, they're, but, down, they're, they're, down, they're down six with 30, 38 seconds to play. Oh, wow. Oklahoma right but, but, now. But, 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 but I so, mean, uh, would, you ta- would you take Scott Drew over all those guys? I mean, it'd be hard not to. You know. That's I hard would. because I, 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 I don't know if you – I'm split on that. On one hand, yes, I think I would. Uh, I would definitely probably take him over Payne. And I do really love – I do really like Musselman. I don't know if I'd take him over Musselman, even though he does have more on the resume. And the difference is – and we talked about this on the show today to give Mike oh. Rutherford show a plug here on 3 to 6 on Big X 96.1. And even if you sure. live in outside of Louisville, you can listen to it streaming or on podcasts. They're uh, certain people. Oh, nice. um, <laughs> that's me. That yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's all. That's all good. I still love you. Um, <laughs> I love you too. And, and then we talked about is that you know with Louisville, not only do you have to win on the court, but you know it's you, you got to be able to handle. You got to have a certain attitude, and you can't just you know. I think it was something to ate Mac up a little bit this time. The yeah. constant being in the spotlight and the you almost have to have an ego and be bigger than the program itself, yeah. uh, even when you're not. You know, like Patino has or Cal has at Kentucky. Right. But Gillespie clearly didn't have at Kentucky, and you saw what happened with them. Um, I think you – and I don't know if that, that can be Drew. That's – it wasn't Mac, And you saw that – I think it affected him in overall even on and on the court. And with Drew, I wonder if he can handle that. On the court, I have no problem. Number one probably in my book of all the candidates. It, it would but be hard I, I as hell to turn him down. Like, you know, to turn him like, – like that's yeah. the one championship winning coach who's recruited like – Stellar, you know who 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 built the program. But I mean, like Louisville's been through what? But you're right like, now. You're no, Baylor. Like, you're yeah, yeah. Louisville's been through sex scandals, and Louisville's been through paint. You know, like potentially playing players. Baylor's and been extortion. through a coach. No, Baylor's been through a coach covering up a murder, and Scott <laughs> Drew brought them back from dead. Yeah. I mean, like, like 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 really hard to go against that. But I do understand what you're saying. You know, I know Valvano. I believe was the person. Bob Valvano was the first. Um, he was a member who uh, really kind of broke that story. Uh, talked a lot about Scott Drew's sort of like, you know, sort of more like home. He seems kind of like a Scott Satterfield kind of guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a sort of a Scott Satterfield. Very salt of, of the earth. Yeah, very salt of the earth. But I don't know if he fits. I agree with you on that. Um, so I've got a question here. Yeah, yeah. Um, if this kind of, if this decision gets extended, so the longer this goes without hiring someone, do you think that means it's less of a chance that it's Kenny Payne? Because he's yeah. with the Knicks right now. The Knicks aren't going anywhere. So Lee, my roommate, and I were talking last night. Like, if it's going to be Kenny Payne, you'd think it's going to happen pretty quickly. Um, so, you know, if we start going weeks, month, you know, then maybe it's more likely it's Cronin, unfortunately. But what do you like? If it is going to be Kenny Payne, how quickly do you think this will happen? I think that is a definite sign that they're all, they are looking or wanting to look at someone else, whether it be Cronin, whether it be Drew, whether it be Muslim, whether it be uh, even McMahon at, uh, in, in Murray State. He's been a kind of wild card in this in this search. Um, I think that would definitely be a sign of that. Now, does that mean it's still not going to be Kenny Payne? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think that could still it could still be Kenny Payne, but. I think if yes, if we don't if we don't have a coach announced by a week from tomorrow, I would say roughly, um, and I don't think they would do it late on a Friday because it's a new stuff. That's what you do when you know you get caught with hookers not when you're announcing a new coach. <laughs> so I would so more likely Thursday. If it's not right. by then, then yeah, I would say that there's likely that means that 
it's not that this wasn't a Kenny Payne and the other guys type situation. This yeah, is right. they want to talk to somebody else who it may be. I don't know. Like that, the names that are obviously out well, there, we've gone over Drew Musselman and, yeah. um, and McMahon and, and Cronin, but I think that would be the case. <laughs> Did you say Vince McMahon? <laughs> Did I? Not well, probably it's Matt McMahon, actually. I no, probably did say Vince. No, no, I, oh, that would be incredible. I'd love it if Vince McMahon was our coach. But, 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 Here's the thing. If you don't know this, if Bo may listen to the show. If you, I've been doing radio now for almost 50 years. Little, there is one thing I do. I will fuck up names constantly. Oh, oh that's, I, Bo, that's Bo for us, for sure. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and I fuck him up. I, I always script names. I called Corey Alexander, Courtney Alexander. He played at Fresno State like five times today on the show. Yeah, uh, Bo, I, Bo's I, made a routine. It's classic. Yeah, oh, yeah. Matt, I, I Matt, 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 Matt Harvey, Dan Callis, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I do it constantly. Uh, yeah, I'm bad about that. Not even realize I do it sometimes. So, so, so we get, so, so we get Kenny Pan. I know uh, Rutherford just talked a lot about this. Um, that he, he's, he's, he's on the boat with no, but, mean, but, uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm pretty well familiar with what uh, his, his opinion is with it. But, uh, you know, like the very opinion, like, you know, with Jawan Howard, how he hired Phil Martelli. You know, like, say we get Kenny Payne. Um, you know, like, who would be that assistant you would want? Maybe with head coaching experience that could steady you know, the boat that could help Kenny Payne ease in to be a head coach if that were to be the case? Um, I, I know Nolan Smith's name has been very, very popular and added to what would be the staff. He doesn't have a coaching experience to answer your question. He does have assistant coaching experience like him. Um, I'd go back to the name I said originally who I wanted. I would love to be the head coach, but maybe he'd be better off in this position. Is it John Beeline? I completely agree. 70. I would do, I, um, I, I, I would do backflips down University Avenue, which has been is a very... He currently, <laughs> is he employed anywhere right now? No, no, he, no he's I, I didn't Fox think so. Sports. He's like, making I think like, Fox, yeah. Okay. Like, like, like Fox Sports. Dollars still yeah. from the Cavs, though. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, got a, he's got it cushy right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Cavs gave him like a six-year deal and then fired him after like six games. So he's, <laughs> I mean, he's still making, uh, yeah, he's just making basically Cavs money right now. Yeah. Um, if that's not, if they don't do that, I don't know, actually, this is just pulling something out of my ass, but um, I don't know, I don't know where he is coaching. I don't know what he's doing in life. I, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. I hope he is when I say his name. And that's uh, Ernie Kent, who uh, Ooh, yeah, used to yeah, coach yeah, in yeah, Oregon. Oregon oh. and, and, and um, yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. But, but Kenny Payne, that's where he started. Kenny Payne started as assistant at Oregon for eight years. I think it's so uh, under Ernie oh. Kent. Um, and Ernie Kent, I mean, he was up and down. I, he, you know, he took Oregon to two elite eights, you know, which wasn't bad. But I'm not, but it'd be nice, you know, um, it, it, he'd be on the same level as having, um, oh, who was it that uh, Pageant added to his staff? Um, Trent Johnson. Kind of that level, you know. Can, somebody's, you know, had not can, great success at head coaching, but has been around and knows knows the ins and outs. I can confirm that Ernie Kent is alive. Oh, thank could, God. Could, could, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine what it would be like if Kenny Payne hired as his associate head coach Tom Crean? Oh man, <laughs> I, the, honestly, like I wish, for recruiting. I <laughs> 
would, would I hate that? No, but also I couldn't see. I can't see oh. Green going to that level even oh. after this Georgia fire. Oh. Didn't yeah, they lose? Was fired. They lost what, like twenty five games, twenty six oh, games? Oh yeah, they're, they're, like they're, they're, they were single digit wins this year. I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just yeah, saw yeah, a headline that he got fired and, after yeah. they lost twenty four. And, 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 and I believe they had a losing record with Anthony Edwards, so it's pretty atrocious. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been his and Georgia tenure stud. I yeah. think uh, I think Green will end up at a, at a, at a mid level school and probably I think do well. I actually Tom Green is he's just not good. Some coaches I think doesn't mean they're bad, but some some aren't meant for this level that certain levels, and oh. some are better off at that mid level met level. And I think we're Green is probably well, well, just that's like it. Chris yeah. Mack. Yeah, where do you think Chris Mack? Is Chris Mack, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Off or you know, I think he, he maybe goes. We joked today, or... but I. Yeah. I jokingly said today because it looks like uh, Steele is uh, pretty much on his way out of Xavier. Back to Xavier. Back to Xavier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be insane. And he's yeah. from here. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, what's their, he's just moving two hours, an hour and a half north. That would eight, be you know? very interesting. Cause, yeah, I mean, after that, they blew the game last night and missed what, however many free throws. Against what? Losing yeah. record Butler and Butler. Yeah. Butler's probably also looking for a new coach because Butler's been pretty bad ever since. What's his name? Holtman left. Yeah. Yeah. Where did yeah. he Holtman go again? Left, yeah. uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State. That's Ohio right. That's State. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He's the lead. Now, his, his name has come up on occasion, too. And I've mentioned yeah. his name originally when he, uh, he, he's too. He does have, you know, he, I think he'd be decent. Uh, Ohio State's been kind of up and down with him. Of course, losing as the two seed to 15 last year wouldn't help his argument with the fans. But <laughs> I think also the fact that he, um, He's a Lexington native, and he's grew up very, very adamant about how he was a Kentucky fan growing up and everything. So I think a part of the fan base would, you know, take that. And to me, like, even though Ohio State's bigger than Xavier, that's a Mac-like hire in terms of accomplishments, in my opinion. I don't know. I mean, he's done a good job. I mean, job. they were a two-seed, even though they fell out to the 15 last year. They still were the two-seed. They've had a – what's considered a pretty tough Big Ten, I think a little overrated, but a tough Big Ten there, what, like the – the three seed, I think, four seed. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, so I mean, he's been. I wouldn't mind. I'd like. I mean, he wouldn't be a horrible hire, but yes. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah I think he would be more looked at as like a Mac, a Mac two point oh hire, right. and I don't that they, they don't want to do that. Yeah, they got to go in a different direction, whatever it may be. Well, and speaking something's going to be more of a splash. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and speaking of different directions, um, so let's look at this roster. Let's sit down. Um. You know, you're the coach. Who, like, 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 let's think NIL. Let's think, you know, um, who's graduating, who has an extra year of COVID eligibility. Who are you keeping on this roster? Um, Curry. Not a lot. I'm not gonna lie. This is gonna be like Cal when he got to the UK in 2010. Like, keep it those the locker room saying, "Thanks for your time. You're done." Um, Curry and Ellis definitely. Obviously, I think those two uh, stick out, and I think they will come back. Um, I think uh, Dre Davis obviously would be a, a clinch to come back, especially with his brother being a recruit and him adding his brother Trey. I think it's Trey next year. And after that, um, what about Jalen Weathers? I, do, 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 50, if, 50. If, like, are you are you asking are you asking me if I want are you asking me if I want him back or do I think they're going to be back? Well, 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 let's say hypothetically, Kenny Payne comes like big man developer. You know, like, would you like to like pair like Kenny Payne with like Jalen Withers? You know, like I would be like, I mean, regardless of who the hire is, I would be more than love to have Withers come back. But but um, but, but I feel I, I feel completely differently about him than I feel about Sam Williamson. I think Sam Williamson's like 
A well, he's 10, gone. Atlantic 10 good, you know. Not he, like I – mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only I slightly he, better than VJ King. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, it's, it's, uh, I don't even know if that's uh, it's debatable if he's even better. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't – again, because I mean, you're automatically losing, what, five guys. I mean, got Malik's gone, obviously. Um, Locke yeah. does have your eligibility, but not coming back. Yeah, you're losing four him. or five guys, guaranteed. So, I mean, bringing back the Withers, whether he's going to be as good as we hoped he'd be or not, I would still be okay with bringing him back. No. But, I don't think Williams is coming back. I don't. I'm fifty fifty on whether Williams will come back, but I would take him back. Yeah. Uh, the three I mentioned before: Davis, Curry, and Elf. That I would want back, and I think are coming back, as well as obviously Mike James, the guy that we never saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a top hundred recruit. You know, uh, we we forgot he's on the team until the rumors of the food fight at the yeah. George Tech game. Well, well, and, and our big problem uh, has been guard development during the Mac years. Like, 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 yeah. if we've had big man development outside of Withers. Withers has been an anomaly, but like, you know, like to Biggie's credit, you know, we've had some decent big man development. I mean, given Biggie's can't change Malik Williams' general like attitude towards shit, but like, I don't know about development. We haven't had much at all. I mean, you got the, the best players we've had. I mean, David Johnson was a good recruit, but left sophomore. But, 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 but the I guards, think- the guards have lacked more than, than the big man. I, I think that's a, a pretty, you know, well, he's also had he, – he, I mean, he, he's did back-to-back grad – three straight grad transfer guards. I mean, right. so they've all been experienced anyway. And when you're at that level, you're pretty much at your ceiling yeah. of how good you're going to be. And that being, you know, Cunningham and, and Jones and, and now West this year. So, I mean, that's three of his four years. I mean, and, and this, you know, the first year he got here, we had, a you know, what, four senior starters. Well, and, well, and, then, for, and, then, and, and then the running off of Darius Perry, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah, – yeah. I just don't think there's been the Mac era has been a, a disappointment to me. I know there's been circumstances because of COVID around it. That's understandable and it's unfortunate, but I just, I haven't been a big fan of both recruiting, the development of players in general. I mean, I just think this program in the last four years has just been on a treadmill with its shoes tied and just falling flat on our face and kind of getting shot to the wall. Well, and, and like- I, 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 I'm looking forward to a change and hopefully it's a good one. Well, me too. And I, well, I mean, I remember um, before COVID, I invited, I was living in Illinois, I invited my buddy uh, who was in the same, who was in my MFA program, who's a Michigan graduate, whenever we played Michigan and we were number one and they were number four and we like, you know, pack line yeah. their ass. And I was just like, oh man, like, this is great. You know, this is going to be awesome. And then like, after that, you know, outside of like the I mean, Malik the- Williams Duke dunk, you know, it was a very, slow swirl down kind of you know uh or or slow spiral down um yeah no it's cliche there's other schools that can say the same thing dayton comes to mind right away when you think when you talk about 2020 and the cancellation of that tournament oh, but, big time i mean that yeah. was a, that, that was yeah. a global team that was going to be a probably a four seed i mean kentucky knows kentucky <laughs> just as much that they were going to be a probably a one or two that year you know but global was going to be probably a four seed more than likely maybe a five but probably a four sure uh, I mean, you probably know they could have got beaten first round. They got beat first round the year before. Minnesota. No, no, no. If I but, were bet, if I were betting, like I would be terrified to bet on us to get to the second weekend. You know, but, but the, that the year, point is, is that, yeah. But still, there was still a talent in the team. I mean, a team that had five seniors. I mean, it's five starters. All five starters were seniors on that team, or at least not seniors, but they all left because Jordan was a junior. But you know, you had you know all five starters basically were. This was their last season. 
And that was a team that, you know, if, if that team makes a run, Elite Eight even, I mean, who knows? I mean, the recruiting changes probably for the next year. I mean, the, 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 the mindset for the fans changes completely from, you know, him not making the tournament at all last year to, you know, not being the seat, not being so hot. You don't have to maybe fire the coaching staff. I mean, just so many different things changed. And it, it kind of did start. You asked me that earlier earlier in the show, you know, kind of where did it start? You maybe can point to that really because the yeah. main starting point was unfortunately the, the country shutting down and, and a big effect of that, you know, was, was Chris Mack and his job and that little team not being able to make a run. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. been downhill since. It, it, <laughs> it has, Not well, full either. It's been, it's been going downhill fast and step, a lot yeah. of shit. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Especially this year. Yeah. It's got to get better, right? I mean, I, I'm assuming, I know you, I'm assuming, Bo, you're a little fan. Uh, well, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. You, and yeah. I am. And I we mean, both went, we both graduated. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just well, not. I'm more disengaged than him right now. And when I spoke about my disengagement earlier, I spoke from from like a a, a strong place of like heartbreak, and like whoever the yeah. coach is next year, like 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 sign me up, like I'll be ready. You See, know, I'm, like, like, I'll be, I'm, I'm like I'll I've be right been there, so disengaged. You know. I didn't. I haven't even been watching the games recently. So like once been rough, you're not missing much. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. You know. But I'll be ready. I'll be excited next year, whoever it is, you know, because it's just a fresh start. So, and I feel like it can't get any worse than this year. I knock on wood, hope not. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think it's been a rough seven years. I mean, it's an entire generation of nearly, you know, kids that have gone through middle school and high school now, yeah. at least to those that didn't fail, you know, through those schools. And now they've been caught in that entire time of their life, and a prime moment of your sports life that, you know, when it sports means so much to you when you're a kid that, Louisville's just been shit. Oh yeah, and, like, know, like 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 and, 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 and at least or at least not shit, but haven't done anything in the tournament. Yeah. My my junior yeah. uh, my junior year of high school is when we went to the final four with Francisco Garcia. Like that you know, like that, so that, awesome. that that was like a crowning achievement. I was, it, it was just Rick Pitino took us to the top. Yeah, like that. Full, disclo- full disclosure: I got so drunk on Jaeger at that game. <laughs> to this day, I I can't remember one thing from that game, or I've never <laughs> gone back and rewatched it. Wow, I, can't, I don't remember a thing from that. I was so I went to a, we went to I went to a Blue Jays Reds exhibition game that that afternoon, and sat in the outfield and just and just heckled Adam Dunn for like three hours, <laughs> and got, just got hammered on Jaeger, and we ended up going to a bar to watch a little in the Illinois game. Uh, and uh, I don't remember that game one bit. I just remember getting thrown out of diamonds later on. <laughs> the only thing I remember. <laughs> that's the amazing. I remember that night. That's yeah. amazing. There you go. There People go. don't know me. That's my story. <laughs> well, let's get, thrown, let's, let's get thrown out as of you, this podcast. y'all watch me chain smoke over here, I'm not <laughs> sure y'all more enlightened. I'm, I went to half a pack of cigarettes over here. <laughs> well, Bo, did you have anything else, or do we want to wrap it up? No, man, that was it. Those were my questions. Um, HRF, thanks a lot, man. Yes, yeah, um, this has been oh, awesome, Thank man. you, guys. Uh, I, I got, I've, I've got a couple friends that are wrestling fans, but I don't, you know, I don't like to get to talk with good with old. I mean, listen, to you guys even on the break and four and how much you are into wrestling as much as I am. It's, it's, it's been fun, man. It's, it's. Sure. I don't get to do this on Rutherford show, and when I try to bring up wrestling, he just. <laughs> He makes fart noises and asks me if Gang Grill shows up. Well, well here, so, let, 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 let's issue a challenge. Let's see, let, I'm going to call it Micah Rutherford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 which is an inside joke. They, like, I challenge, I'm going to get him. Let's get, get him into wrestling. Let's get Micah Rutherford on this show. We'll, <laughs> we'll all watch a wrestling match and we'll review it. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he, he was into the attitude there. I keep telling him that I used to do another show in the morning that's a Ducky Roll Call for the UK fan listeners out there that covers UK with uh, TJ Walker and Nick Roush. And I got oh, Nick yeah. Roush watching AEW, and now he likes it. He'll text me during sometimes. Don't watch it religiously, but he's he's been following it more of last year. It's, I got just, him it's a good it. product. It you is. Know? Yeah. It's, just a, I, I, it's a damn good product. I, I, I think that first match I showed him was a Lucha Brothers and uh, Jurassic Express match. Now he's he's all on, he's all on the Lucha was, Lucha store. Was that the like, Rampage one? I think or, so. I can't we, so that yeah, was in the, we were there. That was in Milwaukee. That that match. it was a TV match because he watched it. I yeah, know it was TV probably match. that one. Yeah, so he's been he's been he, he's gotten into it. So I just, we just gotta get Rutherford to watch it. What's, <laughs> he already loves Orange Cassidy. No, no, look, 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 like let's find like one good Orange match to get Micah Rutherford. Oh, well, that's got to be the Xbox match. The, <laughs> the first one when he actually showed he could wrestle. Oh, against Pac, yeah. Uh, uh, Pac, uh, what I call Xbox, Jesus fucking Christ! Did I really just do that? Louisville's <laughs> gonna have Vince McMahon as the head coach and X Pac as the associate head coach. <laughs> Holy shit! Nothing against Sean Ward. I think it's because one of y'all said one, two, three, kid earlier. That's yeah, that was with me. Yes, Sean Waltman. Yeah, Sean Waltman. Yeah, I think that's what it was. My yeah. brain just went back to that for some reason. Oh shit! Well, hey, Trevor, this has been yes, amazing. We'll have a lot. to do it. Yes. We'll have to do it again for sure because uh, I can talk wrestling all day, every day, and, and I can I talk. Yeah, and he can talk, talk Louisville all, day, all day, every day, every day. So you know. <laughs> I do I do that already, but I don't mind that I can do it more. Trust me, yeah. I, I have no problem with it. I can talk. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much again. We really appreciate it. And uh we'll we'll see how this coaching search takes out. And uh, you know, maybe depending on how, when, where, maybe we'll bring you back on to talk about it. So uh we will be in touch. Well, thank you again. Awesome. And uh to everyone out there, thank you for listening and goodbye. Au revoir, Micah. Rutherford. <laughs>